Well, hello and good morning. Welcome to the Monday Main Point. It is Monday, August the 8th, 2022. And we are here at Rosa Sharon Baptist Church. I'm Jonathan Hendrickson, the associate pastor here and uh, the host of the podcast today. Um, I am joined with the rest of the pastoral staff, our senior pastor, Jeff McCarthy, our uh, student pastor, Jeremiah Custer, and our children's pastor, Blake Flincham. And today um, on the main point, we're going to be talking about uh, yesterday's service. Um, uh, Yesterday was Sunday, and I apologize for that sound. (laughs) Yesterday was Sunday, and uh, let me turn that off on my computer so that doesn't happen again. Uh, yesterday was Sunday, and it was also here at Rosa Sharon. Um, we were uh, we got to we, we did the student camp report uh, a few weeks ago, and yesterday we did our kids camp report. The kids had just uh, had uh, went to camp. Uh, I think it was the second week in July, third week in July, uh, third week in July. third week in July. Yeah, so it was third week in July. week in July. They went to camp. Um, we originally planned to do their report even earlier, but then we had a bit of a COVID scare, and we had to kind of delay that. That's all right. Everybody was here yesterday, I think, except for one of them. And so um, so we got to hear from all the kids about their, their time at CentraKid. Um, Blake was there at CentraKid, and so he can give us a, a better idea of, uh, of what happened. And, and, and let's just kind of do that. Let's, uh, let's start with that because we, um, you know, the kids are giving a report, but the you know they're kids, so they're they're very they're very short with their, yeah. with their report. Yeah. Um. What was Central Kid Camp like uh, when, when you went, and uh, you know what are what are some things that there's some big takeaways from that? Yeah. So I as a kids pastor, I really love Central Kid for um, a couple reasons. They're um, it's actually a camp that uh, Lifeway owns. So when mm-hmm. one reason I go there is because since I know Lifeway owns a Lifeway Southern Baptist, I know that. Um, the kids are going to be taught good theology there, be, right. be taught good stuff, but in a kid-friendly way. Mm-hmm. And the uh, the stations that the kids go to, the Central Kid leaders actually take them there, and it's very like stress minimal for the camp past or for the pastors who go there and the kids right, directors right. who go there because Central Kid does a lot with the kids, so it's really convenient for a kids pastor but mm-hmm. they're also being taught uh from like 19 year olds trying to just who are in college but they're trying to use their summer to serve their lord so it gives them a lot of good perspectives that's really cool yeah so that's a that's a couple things i like about center kid on there so do they do they do they actually get assigned a, a singular does like your group get assigned a counselor that's going to be hanging out with your group the entire time yes yeah, so get, we uh or do for, you get multiple counselors how does that work so for church, our church group time which is like after um after our service each night um we get assigned a counselor who will kind of come in and I always let them share their testimony with the kids because the kids hear me talk plenty. Right. And they hear our kids' ministry workers talk plenty. But I'll kind of use that time to let the Centra kid worker share uh, her testimony. Like the girl this year, her name was Presley. So she kind of shared her testimony. And, I mean, it was a really, really good testimony. And the kids were like, you know, they were kind of, their eyes were open to some of that. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, there are small groups, though, if you will, that they go to. Uh, are based on um, kind of like how we do at VBS, mm-hmm. where the groups are labeled like, like for this year, our theme was monumental. It was desert theme, so it was like desert animals theme. Right, right. So for uh, the theme was the wonder of the creation. So the kids would be divided up and into their stations like waterfalls or. Um, mountains or okay. something like that. So they go right. to there. So our kids were divided up into some different ones. They kind of try to be age group friendly. Mm-hmm. So like your second graders go with your second graders. Your fourth graders will go with fourth graders. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, so there's a little bit divided up, but they're so organized on their end. It's not really stressful from like a kid's pastor saying, figuring out where's my kids because they've got it all taken care of. That's cool. really nice. <laughs> so do they, do they also, I'm imagining... They also like do activities and stuff. Do they do they supply the activities? The kids get to pick activities that they they want to go to. How does that work? Yeah. So um, in the morning session, they'll go from Bible study and rec, and then if you go to rec first, you'll go to rec then Bible study, and then um, mm-hmm. and then you also have track times that the parents can pick. So every year at my parent meeting, I let the 
parents pick the track times that they go to. So, oh, okay, I didn't know that. That's so kind of that's cool. It's kind of like um, like breakout sessions, like yeah, yeah. breakout se- or like electives for right, you know right, if you wanted right, to use a school right. analogy. So like uh, a lot of our boys went to basketball, and then they yeah, and then um, <laughs> our girls went to some kickball mania. Uh-huh. Um, you, our boys went to like a no girls allowed where it's just boys just kind of playing together and then they also had no boys allowed for the girls so right um we had a girl she uh casey went to do uh sign language sign language and a creative uh creative art okay Uh, so there was some stuff like they have a wide range they have archery there but only fifth and sixth graders get to do archery so that way you don't have like second graders killing each other with a bow you know right right so um they got a wide range, so they they make it fun. Um, they make it really fun. But every what I love about Central Kid too is even after every rec station, mm-hmm. they have a short devotion relating oh, the cool. rec station with the gospel. That's really cool. So that's one reason I love Central Kid. So it's so gospel. Oh, I was going to say so they're them. very gospel focused. Like from the time you get there to the time you leave. Absolutely. They're, they're, I mean, they're, they're saturated with it. Yeah. So I love it. I love that. It. That's really really cool. Um, so the um, and of course you said that there there's always like a central theme. This year's theme was obviously wonder. I, I take it right. Yeah. So um, uh, do they? Is it kind of like BBS where you have just like a theme and that theme sort of colors everything they do? Because like I noticed in the video when we were putting the video together, you included a clip in there. Yeah. And I I really wanted an explanation for it because I'm like, what is that? That looks interesting. Yeah. Where it was like all the fills, and it looked like that was Vinny up on the stage, maybe. Yeah. And and they were they were blind, but they had this like they had a box where the kids couldn't see inside, but they were trying to feel some object. And what what was going on there? So that was a uh, what I was talking about in my introduction. So this uh, for the content for the listener, every morning there would be like this uh, information systems, like this computerized. Yeah, I thought that was kind of clever. Yeah. Uh, so and it was a. And they, its name was WIT, which stood for Wonder, mm-hmm. the, for the thing, Wonder Information Technology. Okay. And so the actor comes out on stage, and this information person becomes a person. Okay. And be like Alexa becoming real. Yes, Alexa becoming real. That's, That's a big debate about that, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, AI so, having a soul. Right. Yeah, yeah. So like an Alexa or a Siri becoming real. Right. And. So these activities that the kids would do would help Wit grow in her wonder of what it was like to be a human. So mm-hmm. that was what Vinny was doing. So they would have some fun activities that would go back to like a big god. So yeah, it is like VBS a lot because uh, they'll have like this big theme, but each night they'll have like a sub theme. Mm-hmm. So like first night was a big god. So they you know they would talk about like how big the creation would give some examples of like how many miles around the earth is or something mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. and then um. Like, then the second night was like a creative God, um, an artistic God, um, a reconciling God, and a worthy God. So it had okay. like a, like okay. a, kind of like a VBS structure to it a little bit, which, I mean, obviously the kids love because, I mean, you know, who doesn't love VBS? Right. As a kid. And, and I guess the music too, do they do, do they do, because I know I heard Clark talk about that they did like worship music and stuff. So yeah, they, so Central Kid, they actually, um, they actually write their theme songs. Oh, okay. So, I mean, they'll use some songs that have already been out there, but for the main, for the main like theme song, they mm-hmm. actually write it, and it's usually really good too. And they'll have uh, the workers up there doing the dance motions and hand motions. So it really is a lot like VBS. Yeah, so it's a lot like VBS a lot. It, so except it's not two hours; it's twenty four hours. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'll, no, the worship, like as far as music goes, is just like worship but then they add the the dancers to the front to make it more uh-huh. they're like smiling real big and doing crazy yeah so it's kind of kind of both and like kind of kid friendly but if you're an adult like you can just worship you don't have to dance although if you're a kids camp you, you, you kind of oh, have yeah. to you're dance. doing hand motions yeah. for sure <laughs> right, yeah. right. right. Yeah. So you, got, you got to go for a little bit no, did you did you get did you get to go to the, the worship service yeah, there that day? I, I showed up a little early and uh, they were still in worship so oh okay so you get to see what so it was I like just hung out with them yeah so did you get to see wit and all that stuff too yeah but I was so, super confused because <laughs> I'm on the last day. The last day. Yeah. And I, never, I, never saw the, I never saw the person wit. Yeah. Because wit, for I guess for the most part, was just the automated system, and it was just a voice. Uh huh. So I heard the voice, uh-huh. and I'm like, I, 
I mean, I, I obviously got wit. I think like, she gone off Because it says after. wonder. It, it said it yeah. on the screen and right. all that. So like, they did. I mean, it was it was pretty cool. So is the is the is the set pretty big and stuff too? Do they do do they do have a, a pretty big set for their worship, like for their stage and stuff? So it's not too tremendously huge, but what they'll do is they'll have the wonder theme uh-huh. on like a. I don't know if it's like a cardboard stand behind it uh-huh. but um they'll have a uh, the wonder thing but under it they'll have like the kind of like the sub thing like i was talking about they'll have a big god then like the lesson for the day would be a yeah so it's oh, okay it's okay. there i mean and um i noticed that like last year there was a giant golden can of shaving cream that was back this year so i don't know what the <laughs> purpose of that was but i'm like you know it was it has some great decor it's like you went to hobby lobby or something you know so I'm like I ain't against it. Now, did they do the, Did they do the thing that you guys did last year? Did they do that again? The the uh, the, the crazy thing? yeah the OMC OMC yeah. yeah. So it, like, that, but like last year, that's all the kids talked about was the OMC, and then yeah, yesterday yeah, they yeah, did yeah. they they didn't mention it. I didn't, yeah, I think. so I think one kid said their favorite memory was OMC. Oh, so, okay. But it was uh, yeah. So what OMC is? It stands for Organized Mass Chaos. And so what you have... Uh, Did Carter say it? He said something that I didn't catch. And he might, might have, have been, might have been, been Carter. Yeah. yeah. And I thought it was one word. Yeah. yeah. I thought he was trying to say a word I didn't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It can be very confusing if you're not there. <laughs> it's a camp lingo. <laughs> so what organized mass chaos is, you uh, divide the kids up into teams, and it's by uh, grade level. Mm-hmm. And it's like a task game that you have to complete and then in the circle you have things like water balloons shaving creams uh uh pop off rockets um pool noodles and uh toilet paper all sorts of stuff Mm -hmm. um so they have these uh cards they have to attach so like for example uh if i am got a card and i look at you jonathan and Mm -hmm. say my card says, tell somebody that they look thirsty, then pour water on them. Oh, okay. So I'm going to come up to you and be like, hey, Jonathan, you look thirsty. I'm going to pour water on you. Okay. Or if there's some bananas involved, it might be like, hey, uh, quit monkeying around and I'll smash a banana in your face or so something. A lot, wow, okay. a lot so of it, fighting goes on during the it's, chaos. <laughs> it's, it's very messy. Like, it's, I mean, the kids come back and you're like, what in the world just happened? To them? You know, I mean, they got shaving cream everywhere. And, now, do they do it all at one time? Is every church, is every camp? The doing... whole camps there, the adults wow. are helping out. So it's, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, and I think they. Uh, and obviously, even with that, they, <laughs> everybody's shaking his head like, "No, that doesn't look fun." Like I'll be honest, I tell the I'm kids like, like "Try not get something because like I played it one time when I was in youth and I got an ear infection. I'm not going to lie. Oh wow! Because shaving cream's just like in my eardrum, and I'm oh, like, oh this is painful. <laughs> so I tell the kids like, you know, try to be. You know, try to be smart about it, but have fun. So next year, tell them to bring goggles when they come. For real. (laughs) For real. But um, it's like emphasis on the organized. Yeah, because it's yeah. So like they have tasks, so it's organized. Right. Let me tell you, it is mass chaos right there. So it's and they even relate that back to the gospel. Oh, really? Really? Because you know, organized mass chaos. It's all out of control. Let me tell you. But they put it back to where we have a God who is in control. Okay, and he okay, sent his okay. Son to fix the chaos problem, and that's, he's in the he's in the process of redeeming that back to that's pretty what cool. it was in the garden plus more. So it's that's it, cool. It's good. I, I love Central Kid a lot. Yeah. So awesome, awesome. All right, so let's talk a little bit about the the theme um, because uh, that's something we all four can talk about. Is you outlined it in the message yesterday um, as you were talking about the. The wonder of God, and I think that you you said the the main idea of your message was uh, growing in the wonder of the infinite God is possible through the person and work of Jesus. Which, yeah, I mean that's the gospel, right? I mean, right. That's um, as as we um, because if you think about it, it's it, I've often thought about this. Like if it if it's not if Jesus doesn't if Jesus doesn't come if 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 we don't have Jesus. Is it possible for us to know God, like really know God? That that's a question. Like, could could we could we know and understand God if if He doesn't if Jesus doesn't come? I think we could know about, but I don't think we could know in a personal relationship sense. So I'm thinking like in the I'm thinking like Old Testament, right? Because. Right? Um, 
that's in, in some ways, I mean, we could we could say that much of what's going on there points towards Jesus and points towards the the coming revelation. But right. But but just in sort of uh, especially you know sort of like in Genesis and and, and um, I mean Moses seems to know God, but I don't know that he fully comprehends God. I mean, he wants to, he wants to fully comprehend, but I don't know that he, he fully comprehends God. Um, because yeah, I think I think they're not. They have a knowledge. You can have a knowledge. But it won't be the complete, fulfilled knowledge. There's that God is. right. There's a. I mean, there's a philosophy um, that's, that that non Christians have that they've put when talking about theology that God is so wholly other that He's completely <laughs> separate from us. In that, if if He is real and, and what we conceive as God is all powerful, all knowing. All present, uh, omnibenevolent, all those things that we, those those superlatives we give him, that if that's the case, and he is so wholly other than us that it's impossible for us to really ever know him. We can't know him because we can't relate to him. We we have no way of knowing him. And I would say that there's 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 a nugget, there's a nugget of truth there, if not for Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. Jeremiah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's honestly Jesus coming to earth will really mess up your theology. Like your your philosophical idea of who God is supposed to be, like this God we may have may or may not have put into a box, like mm-hmm. theology proper, right? And then you read and find out that he comes to that God, that one that's so other than us, so transcendent mm-hmm. beyond us comes and be, and becomes a human right to where we can I, I, it just gets on our level it's it's like kids camp really i mean right you know it is like these are very high and lofty concepts mm. but when you go to kids camp the idea is that we we go down to their level mm-hmm. and uh not to get too personal but uh that's one thing that i i used to like about uh Kara's mother who just passed away she was probably the best grandparent we had at uh, getting down on the floor with my kids and just playing with the kids mm-hmm. uh, and having a good time mm-hmm. just getting down on their level mm-hmm. that's kind of how I see you know what Jesus did for us is like we couldn't really comprehend everything that's going on so he comes down and helps us and helps us see and really reveals who he is uh, to us but I'm also, uh, this is probably not great for the kids' talk sermon, but I'm becoming more convinced in something that's called Christophanies right. that happened in the Old Testament. Because right. I think even in the Old Testament, God is revealing himself. But you think he's revealing himself through Christ? In, so, in, in some maybe subtle ways, mm-hmm. he's revealing himself through Christ. He's revealing his plan. Uh, and I don't think they get to see it as much as we do, and we don't even see it fully now. But, right. Uh, so I think God—I don't think God is intentionally trying to hide Himself. No, no, no. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't. And, 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 and even in what I'm just, even what I'm saying here, in, in, in terms of, could we, could we know God? Um, it's not because God would be hiding Himself. It would simply be a deficiency in us yeah like we we can't because of our because of our bend towards sin and also because of our finiteness and because of just we are created beings um that we can't i mean because let's be real there 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 are concepts that even now uh, we we as christians we we can't wrap our heads around like every time i try I, i think i said this to you the other day every time i try to wrap my head around eternity i start getting scared i mean that it's that it's beyond my, my little pea brain, human pea brain, you know. I can't I can't get beyond that, you know. And so I live my life in terms of, of time. And and so this this idea that time could be irrelevant, that time is just like really irrelevant completely. I, I my brain can't comprehend that. And so there are there are things that my brain I know can't comprehend. And so I it's it's because of a deficiency in me though, not because God is trying to hide himself from me, Jeff. I think that but I think it with the coming of Jesus, that changes because suddenly God is in form that we can understand, 
God comes in finite human form, and suddenly we can we can know Him in a way we couldn't know Him before. Well, and, and the thing about it is, is the the people that should have known God mm-hmm. and should have known Jesus was God when He was before them, because these people claim to know God, right? Miss God when yeah. He came. Because, but like what Jeremiah said before, it messes up your theology. If you had God in this box and he's this certain way, right. he's going to act this certain way, and you've got to do these certain things in order to please this God and all these things. And then all of a sudden, this this outside force now comes in, right? and it's totally opposite of what you've been learned your whole entire life, you know, of how to, how to relate to God. Now right. all of a sudden... You got a guy standing here saying he's God. I mean, even the disciples who were with Jesus and saw him perform miracles after miracles and all the debates and all the the sitting around the campfires and the talks and the things he taught them. You know, when he's getting ready to leave, you're like, I'm leaving, I'm going back. And, and uh, you know, where are you going? And he tells uh, uh, Thomas, you know, I'm the way, the truth, the life. No one's come to the Father except for me. And then Philip goes, well, just show us the Father. That's right. all we want. Yeah. He says, man, yeah. have, you, have you not been, been with, with me, me? Yeah. Yeah. and seen me? If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Right. So, you know, in one sense, God is so so vast that we can't comprehend. I mean, like all these pictures are sending back from these telescopes and all. They're, mm. they're realizing that space is even more vast than they, they even thought it was. Yeah. And you're sitting there going... Try to comprehend that, and then now, the guy that actually spoke everything to an existence actually came to this earth, and we killed him. Yeah, we yeah. killed him because yeah. he didn't live up to our expectation of who God is. Yeah, yeah. And um, we have hindsight looking back, uh, which is great when we put our faith and trust in Him. But if you imagine, if you're out there in the world, I mean, for the most part, the vast majority of the world do, does not know Jesus. Right. And many of them probably are looking out at the sky at night, wondering, wondering the verb right. about this wondrous God that's out there. Yep. And does He really care about me? And does He really exist? Or, um, you know, what's what's the point of it all? And yeah. so that's why the imperative for us to go out and make disciples is there. Yeah. Um, you know, because uh, He does want to reveal Himself, and He has revealed His His wonder. But to come to that personal relationship, that's the greatest wonder of all, I guess. That yeah. That even in my sin, Jesus would still love me and die for me. Well, when you think about it, I mean, what you said a minute ago—the fact that that this big God that Blake talked about yesterday—that and, and that the verse talks about—we'll get to that in just a second. But um, this big God comes, lives amongst us, mm-hmm. show, shows us who He is, and you're right—we kill Him mm-hmm. because He's not what we think He should be. Yeah. And then that same God, who has every right to be forever angry at us for doing that, and no, even though He knew this what we would do, still loves us and pursues us. Yeah. And that's that's what's amazing to me is yes. that 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 God God would would love us despite the fact that we would be the kinds of people who would kill Him, mm. um, and and would 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 destroy Him. I mean, people have people have ended lots of relationships for far less. Yes, and and, and, and yet God God. Uh, God doesn't do that. He does just the opposite. And, he, and, and, and let's be real, like he does it knowing full well, because he's omniscient, right? He does it knowing full well from the beginning. But even, even when he's decreeing this thing, they're going to kill me. Yeah. They're going to kill me, but I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to love them, and I'm going to make a way for them to know me. Um, yeah, I, it's, that's amazing. So when we talk about a big, big God, the, the, you said the, um, the, the theme verse, uh, Blake, was Jeremiah 32, 17. Which is um, in the ESV reads, Ah, Lord God, it is you who have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and by your outstretched arm. Nothing is too hard for you. That's a great verse, by the way. Um, now, I'm, I'm guessing, was this the sort of memory verse of the week? Yes, it was. Yes, so, it was. did you guys say this verse like every day or something? Yeah, so the Bible. Um and uh, one of our girls at, uh, actually forgot to say it on stage. She's kind of kicking herself. I'm like, look, don't worry. But she, um, they would actually memorize it all the week, and she actually memorized the verse. Mm-hmm. And so they would kind of like embed this verse in the kids all week, and so they would try to memorize it with them. So it had, they, um, it had uh, hand motions, right? Yeah, they had hand yeah. motions too so with it. So 
We can't do it on the podcast because y'all couldn't see it. But <laughs> <laughs> it was, was kind of a cool part at the end. Uh, well, I'll show you guys, the guys yeah. who weren't there. there. He, he would say, nothing is too hard for you, and he would uh, wipe off his shoulders. Oh, wipe off his shoulders. Nothing's too hard for you. Right. That's why we need a video cam in here. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> why we need to do video in here. That's cool. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So, so, um, so that – you you mentioned this yesterday, and I think this is difficult. I, and and I see group, um, you know, group is another public a kids publisher that does uh, that, that publishes content and curriculum for for kids ministry and stuff. And and, and you mentioned this; it's difficult uh, to find a singular passage in in full context that a kid is going to understand. Right. That verse a kid can understand mm-hmm. for sure. There's there's nothing about that verse that's hard or difficult for a child to understand. Um but that that verse in its full context and you were saying that yesterday was... like you when you tried to preach a message on this and you're trying to do it <laughs> I appreciate it cuz you're trying to do it exegetically. You're trying to go, "Okay, let's look at this verse in its full context." But it is. It's difficult to do that, especially if you were doing it with kids. Well, in the context, so it's easy in the broader context in the New Covenant, given hope. Yeah, yeah. yeah given hope. But in the immediate context, it's a little bit tougher because um, <laughs> Jeremiah was buying a field from his cousin, and he had known that the Babylonians were going to come in and completely just desolate the place mm-hmm. because uh, God's people were going to go into exile. Mm-hmm. And Jeremiah's kind of like what a great kids talk. Yeah, for real. <laughs> You're about to get destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so there's some stories we don't tell as kids <laughs> So he's just kind of like, why am I? Why does the Lord want me to buy this land? Because in the and also that's something kind of hard to explain to kids. In the law, Jeremiah had the right to redemption to this land because he mm-hmm. was next in line. And he's just kind of wondering, like, why why am I even doing this? Like, this makes no sense at all. And because there's going to be no value to the land. Uh-huh. You know, it's going to become, des- I mean, it's going to get destroyed. Right. So why, 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 why do you want me to buy this? Right. I mean, it would be like buying a clunker car right. just to buy a clunker car a little mm-hmm. bit. You know, it's like, why in the world would you do it? And so... For the derby, yeah, for the figure eight. (laughs) So then that's when uh, the Lord's like, well, I'm going to bring my people back into the land, bringing in that new covenant again. Right. And uh, the the fortunes are going to be restored back. That land will once again have value to Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. And so that's where he's saying, I, Lord God, you've created in the adoration of the prayer he goes in. He starts out by adoring God, talking about how big he is, how wonderful he is. But then in the next verse later, because I always try to be faithful to the context, he even mentions in the context of the exile, you bring the iniquity upon, you lay the iniquity on the father's heads. And I'm like, well, I mean, that's not the most encouraging thing for a kid to hear, you know? Because then, I mean, you know, it raises questions like, well, is it like retribution theology? And does that still stay today? Right, and then there's right. a lot of stuff I'm just like, I don't have time to get into, nor is the point of the kids' camp. Right. So yeah. it was a um, great verse to choose, but I almost in a way wish that they could have chosen a verse that's easier in context to preach a little bit. The but one you quoted was a Psalm 19. Psalm 19 where yeah. it talks about the heavens declare the handiwork of his majesty and um, right and uh, the expanse proclaims the work of his hands. Day after day they pour out speech. Night after night they communicate, communicate knowledge which yeah. I think was you know a great like supplement verse to kind of yeah, Back up no, I think, I think I think yesterday you hit some of the some of the key ones like the one from Colossians and, and, and yeah, because um, there's there there are lots of verses that we could go to to talk about you know sort of this big God who is capable of doing all things. I mean, this is a great verse out of it's good in context too, but it's a great verse out of its context for kids to understand. Oh wow, God made the heavens and He made the earth, and He did it by His power, not by anything else. And by his outstretched arm, not, not from anyone else, and that therefore nothing is too hard for him. That means like nothing's too hard for him in terms of my the, the difficulties I'm having with my mom and dad. Nothing's too hard for him when it comes to forgiving me for the things that I've done wrong. Yeah. Nothing is too hard for him 
and in terms of helping me to reconcile with my friend who 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 I felt like I couldn't you know we're you know we we we're you know we've been apart from each other because we had this fight or whatever right and so. For a kid, I think that's a great verse. I think it is a good verse. Um, you know, unfortunately, it's like it's a struggle it's, for the you know well appreciate because we always want to try to do it exegetically, and for the right. rest, what that means is um, what you're getting out of the text, what the text is saying, right, right. And then, but there's almost a struggle. It's like for kids, I mean, sometimes it's like you do eisegesis sometimes, which you, means putting something in the text, which you don't really want to do, but yeah. when a verse is like that, you kind of want to supplement. That's why when it comes to topical, I, I just try to do it I, exegetically on topical and something It's like It's the same thing with VBS yeah. like when we yeah. do group. group. Group does eisegetical verses, and I guess when if you're trying to teach bigger biblical truths like what group does and probably what they were trying to do there too right i suppose there's not a whole lot of harm in it in teaching kids that way i obviously at some point or another we want to we want to we want to wean them off of that kind of teaching but you know i grew up memorizing these little small verses and stuff and that's how i learned about who god was it's not I didn't grow up memorizing whole passages right? Um, because it's almost too much for me to take in. Well, and the good part is they're getting those truths from the Bible. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, it's not like it's, and, 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 and it's not like you're making it say something that it's not saying. Right. That, that, that would be different. Right. You know, if, it, if you were taking a verse and by taking it out of its context, you were making it say something it doesn't say, that'd be different. But in this case, I, I don't think you're doing that. No. Um, I, even if even if you're not looking at it in its full context. Yeah. Right. Well, um, and the good thing about that verse it's it's the beginning of his prayer, which is basically an adoration back to God. Yeah, yeah. And then he, from there, then he goes into his lament and his whole. Uh, okay, now this is what really what's on my heart. But I understand, you know, nothing's too hard for you. But blah 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 blah. Right. And so in a way, you know that, you know, even though. You say it wasn't in context. It technically was because, um, you know, all these kids have been going through a bunch of hard stuff. Sure. You know, our whole nation with COVID, all That's the things true, going yeah. on. I mean, school. You just throw all this in there. And so, you can, in a way, you could say, yeah, he was saying this knowing that he's going to face a bunch of hard times. And so, when we face hard times, we think, well, where's God? You know, if he was this great God, mm-hmm. why can't he fix this? Right. Well, you know, he's going to see us through <laughs> it. He may not fix it the way we want it to be fixed, but he's going to see us through it. And so, in a way, it's still in a context without going into all the detail of everything that uh, was was said afterwards in that prayer. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's just the way you have to do. I mean, like sometimes when I preach, um, I may give a full context. Other times I might just give like a shorter context. Mm-hmm. Or I may just assume you already know the context right. without having to go into a lot of it, but still bring out the truth of the passage. Now to take that scripture right there out of it and use it like, um, you know, Philippians 4.13. I can right, it, right. To make it into this thing right. that, that uh, now all of a sudden nothing's too hard for God. And so all I have to do is say it and then god's going to do it because right. you know he's that kind of a god and so that's that's the danger part of like the taking out the context that's right I believe, so. <clears throat> no that, and that, i think he covered it good i think yeah no 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 i i don't think you i think actually yesterday you, you did. I, this, the camp probably did too. yeah and i'm sure the camp did too yeah i think yesterday as far as preaching a message on that um i think he did a great job keeping it well, in his context you. and stuff actually i like um the and I think you mentioned this yesterday. If I'm not mistaken, but my one of my favorite verses in the in the entirety of the Bible comes in that in the context of this Jeremiah 32 17. But it's back in Jeremiah 31, and it's when he's introduced in the new covenant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when God says, "Instead, this is the covenant out," it's verse 33 of 30 of chapter 31 of Jeremiah. Instead, this is the covenant I'll make with the house of Israel after those days. The Lord's declaration: I will put my teaching within them and write it on their hearts. I will be their God, and they will be my people. No longer will one teach his neighbor or his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they will all know me from the least to the greatest of them. This is the Lord's declaration, for I will forgive their iniquity and never again remember their sin. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. awesome verses. And, and that gets back to what we were saying at the very beginning of this podcast with the idea of knowing God. Um, <clears throat> no, no longer do, do, do the teachers have to say, you know, um, know him because you can know him directly through his son Jesus Christ and through his spirit and, and I 
you know, there's something different. And now, because of that, right, now we can know this big God. Like, this big God that we couldn't understand before, now we can understand him. This, this, these concepts that God had been trying to teach, teach the Israelites about righteousness and justice and uprightness, right, all those things, now we can know them in a way that's different from just reading them in a book of a law. He's going to write the law on our hearts, and, and, and we have a way of being reconciled to him, which gets into your second point, actually. Not only is he a big God, but um, he's, a, uh, he's a, a, a reconciling God. Um, and, and, and that's I think that's important, too. Um, and I'm glad that they're teaching that to the kids. Because that, 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 I think from a kid's perspective, it'd be really easy just to think of a big God, right? Yeah. Um, and then when you think of a big God... Um, if you really start thinking about a big God and that He's 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 all good and stuff, and you realize I'm not all good. I, I you know I get in trouble at home all the time. You know I, I I beat up my little brother and sister. You know or I you know I I, I lie I lie about about my homework or I cheat yeah. on tests and um, you know I, I disobey my parents. I don't ever and so you can begin to think about all these things you're doing wrong, and you're like wow God must hate me. Right, God must God must not really like me at all, because if He's good and I'm not, then I He's not going to want anything to do with me. And so it's great, you know. Obviously, they're going to teach this, but it's a, it's great that they don't leave it at just that He's a big God, but that He's a reconciling God. Yeah, for sure. And I I like that a lot because um, I think a lot of times with kids ministry, I love how we teach basic truths, mm-hmm. but sometimes. Sometimes I think in some instances I think we can sometimes sell the kids short of what they're able to learn. Sometimes you know, mm-hmm. and I'm not talking about going into deep Trinitarian theology with them. I mean, I don't even understand some of that, you know. But my whole kind of thing is like, if kids can learn Spanish in first and second grade like they're doing now, mm-hmm. they can understand the story of the gospel. Mm-hmm. And I love how they do that reconciling part. They don't just leave it with you know. God's big. He loves you. Yes, He does. But there's also something wrong in this world, which is sin. Mm. But that same God that you might feel like hates you actually does. He actually loves you, and He's the answer to your sin problem. Yeah. And that's how you can have that right relationship. You know, that restoration that Jeremiah talked about and prophesied. Because, um, like, in the I know a lot of times when we see in the Bible in the last days, you know, we think of like. Revelation 21 and 22, which that new covenant's reiterated there. Right. But I think when he's talking about in the last <clears throat> days, this will happen. I mean, that's what Jesus, you know, right. he's talking about that's the time Jesus came. Mm-hmm. And that new covenant happened there. So I think in a way we can kind of use Christ to interpret what Jeremiah was prophesying about, obviously because we see the hindsight of it. Sure, sure. So I'm glad that I'm glad that they taught that to, to the kids, yeah. I'm glad and, Jeremiah wrote his book too. Yeah, for real. Appreciate you doing that. Done it, done it. Y'all want to show y'all something cool? All right. Oh, okay. Go ahead. I, I had so it's one of my it's one of my favorite references in the book of Jeremiah, uh, but it could, because it's Jeremiah twenty four seven. So for me, that's kind of a big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's Jeremiah twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. It says this: I will give them a heart to oh, know that I am yeah. the Lord. And they shall be my people, and I will be their God, for they shall return to me with their whole. That's awesome. That's yeah. your life. Yeah. 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 So, like, this is really kind of the theme. It's just repeated so many times in the book of Jeremiah. Yeah. Right. Uh, the restoration. Like, knowing God and having a relationship with him and, and realizing he's going he's gonna to reconcile us and redeem this and mm. fix fix all of this. Like, it's not gonna end this way right because jeremiah is one of the first to uh he's not is he the first i think he is the first to prophesy that they're going into 70 years of captivity it's what's well, right here at 25 i think he's the first it's either him or isaiah mm-hmm. prophet wise yeah prophet wise yeah, i think yeah. in deuteronomy moses had kind of mentioned that they won't obey, and there's going to be consequences. I don't know that he oh, necessarily. Yeah, 70 years. Right. yeah, he doesn't say. But he doesn't say seventy. He's just showing the curses, the blessings. If you choose this, as a happen. But if you choose but that, he, but he does say you are going to do this. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But it, I, it's not spelled out. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no, no, this one does say seventy years. Yeah, I think it does spell it out. I think you're right, though. I think it might be Jeremiah's the first. Yeah, so he has he has bad news. 
like most prophets, but he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't stop with the bad news. <laughs> right. And that's I was I was actually teasing this to my students last night. I'm like, if you just give the bad news, if you just convince people all day that they're sinners, you're just a jerk. Yeah. Because it's that's not the gospel. Right. But I think for years it felt like to me that's where the church focused was convincing people they were sinners. And that's part of our our story. That's part of our understanding. Because you want to know the bad news before you can really understand the good news. Mm-hmm. And that's why uh, uh, Jeremiah, the one that you read, 32, mm-hmm. I know you said you didn't, you know, the context is tough for a kid's talk sermon. Yeah. But that very next verse is him quoting God's own words coming down on the mountain. Yeah. Yeah. Right? right? And I fall prey sometimes even of focusing too much on the God's everlasting, you know, slow to anger, yeah. abounding in steadfast love, and not quoting the next part on God's justice. Yeah. But God's mercy makes no sense. That's true. If you don't understand God's justice. Right. Right. And how important that is. And so, not that you really want to go into, like, what does it mean that their iniquity is also on their, from their fathers. Right, 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 like, right, yeah, right, I, right. I get that that's some Bible language that yeah. we don't really use. Right. But um, it is important that people know that yeah, they're a sinner, sure. but that we yeah. can know God through a relationship with Jesus. And, sure. and the thing yeah, about yeah. Jeremiah, because of all the calamity he had to prophesy about because it was going to happen, uh, he did have that the good news part of the the covenant and all that and I started thinking about just now when we were talking about it how when COVID first came you know we had to adapt and do things and a lot of our messages and all were a lot were filled with you know not knowing and things like that but all of us every time we got a chance to preach always were trying to point people to like there is going to be an end of this one day there is going to be a time when the church will open back up and we're all going to be and it's going to be this great opportunity to try to reach people because during this whole time, you know, everybody was in the same boat and everybody is, was doing like what Nancy was doing. They're in, they're thinking and wondering and, you know, yeah. from the verb point of view, we're like, is God there? Does he care? What's going on? And is there a way out of this? And, and now I think we're at that right now as a church and as a community We're we're now we're seeing how God was working in people's hearts and lives and, and that, covenant that was put in people's hearts is, is starting to come out now that they want to, they want that relationship with God and you know we've had a brief experience here with several people that's made that commitment mm-hmm. it's pretty awesome but I think with the new growth we've had but I think also in other people's that's been part of our church uh, are going through the same kind of re- refocusing on you know yeah. the things that matter and that's that, that soft heart and that right. covenant thing. So. When, one thing I wanted to kind of piggyback on when um, when you said that, sure, I think focused on so much of the the bad news, I was actually reminded of um, the prophet Nahum, which that book is probably 99% like disaster and calamity. Right, yeah. But even in, but mentioning, even he mentions the good news, and it's kind of brief, but in Nahum 2 2, he's like, For the Lord will restore the majesty of Jacob. Mm-hmm. So even he even points to like somebody from this Jake, Jacob line will come and restore restore the majesty. Mm-hmm. So like there's even hope um, in the midst of you know terrible things. So I think I was just kind of thinking about that whenever he was talking about um, not just focusing on the bad news, which is very important. Right. Which I thought was kind of interesting too because you know I went through what I went through, and then when he goes to camp. You have you have a tragedy on the family you got to deal with, and then you have your thing that happens at camp. It's almost like you know all of us in a way yeah. have, 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 and you know you're in a state that's you know been devastated by floods. So we've all kind of like are still living through. Okay, we can handle these tragedies and things that come our way now because we've made it through these things. Yeah. You know? It, it, it uh, I was gonna, I'm actually gonna mention mention that uh, the the incident that happened because I want to talk about Nancy, what what happened with Nancy and you. But uh, before I do that, I, before I leave this reconciling God thing, I, I did have another follow up question on it because yeah. I noticed that um, I was reading the little because you you put up the the slide that was probably the same slide that they had. Yeah. 
and 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 each one of those had like you know the bigger words like you know a big god and then a reconciling god yeah. and then below that there's like a little thought bubble yeah. or like a speech bubble yeah and it gives kind of like a, a, a sort of like an explanation of what they mean by that yeah and under a reconciling god i know it said because we have been made right we seek to make right things in areas we have done wrong mm. and i thought well that's interesting yeah. because Generally, if you're talking about reconciling God, you're talking about just me being reconciled back to God. But it seems as though, but the way, what they were teaching here at camp, and, and maybe you can clarify for me, is not just that um, He is reconciling us to Himself, but that because He has reconciled us to Himself, we should therefore rec- do our part in reconciling ourselves with others and and and, and reconciling wrongs that we've done. Uh, am I right? Did, did yeah. You kind of touch on that. Yeah, for sure, because. Um, I think of the passage where... And I actually heard a lot of the kids... And the reason why I bring that up is because yeah. I heard that message must have resonated with the with the children because more than one of them talked about reconciliation. Right. Which is not a word that like you see your yeah. kids use. No, no, no. That's not a word most kids go around talking about. Is, is I like it because it's it's the model that I like to use whenever I'm, I'm discussing the gospel. I use a reconciliation model. I think it's, I think it's the best model to explain salvation and all. But I was curious, what what exactly did they, uh, you know, were they teaching with that? Yeah, so they were talking about um, kind of like when it says that we've been given the ministry of reconciliation. Mm-hmm. Well, for us to have the ministry of reconciliation, like you said, we have to be first be reconciled. Uh, sure. Second um, Corinthians yeah, five. Yeah, Second Corinthians five. Mm-hmm. So. Um, they focus on well, in order to do that, you have to first be reconciled for it to really mean anything. But then, mm-hmm. after you know, you do need to. Um, so, like they gave their positional truth, your position before Christ, but you also need to live out that positional truth, mm-hmm. where um, you look. If you have wronged your parents, you need to make it right. You know, mm-hmm. um, if you have wronged your parents, um, if you're the reason that you know your friend might not like you anymore or you don't like a friend you know you, you need to go reconcile mm. um, and even and you know and sometimes even at kids camp you know when day three or four comes along and they're real tired and they're upset that you're getting them up at seven o'clock you know they can be irritable I can be irritable sometimes <laughs> you know right. but just you know because they're not yeah they're out of that um they're out of that. Uh, and kids of that age go in and out of friendships so easily. Oh, it's for like, sure. I mean, you know, like, you're not my friend anymore. And then they'll be watching YouTube the next minute <laughs> yeah, together. You know, right? Yeah. Zoe said that to me yesterday. You're not. Oh, you're not. You're not my friend anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so it's crazy because it's like they'll fight one minute and it's like they love each other the next. Yeah, it's funny, yeah. well, but but um. But a part of that is, as a child, and because that is a part of that being that age, reconciling is so important. And yeah. not teaching them to do it just to do it because it's the good thing to do, but pointing that back to Christ. Yeah. You know, because, and then you once you understand the why, you understand the how-to and the why to go do it. You know, I, I think there's a there's there's a lesson there for, for adults as well. I, yeah. think, I think sometimes we get, we... Um, we get caught up on us just making sure that we're reconciled with God, and then we don't we don't practice that next part, which is not just reconciling with other people, but reconciling the wrongs we do, mm-hmm. admitting the the wrongs we do, and 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 still uh, trying trying to make right like the the way this words it make right things and seek to make right things in areas we have done wrong, mm-hmm. um, you know. That's something that that every Christian really should practice, I and mean, we should be practicing. We should be practicing reconcilers. Um, well, but, and, and with it, peace with God, should lead to peace with others. Should you know? It should. Yeah, <laughs> should's a big word there. Um, you know, because as I say, uh, blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are the peacemakers. They will see God. Yeah, yeah, they will see God. So. Yeah, I mean, so I don't know. It just kind of resonated with me when I, when I saw that. I was like, "Oh, that's kind of cool." They 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 didn't just stop short at at, at saying God reconciles you to Himself, but, but rather you need to be um, because you've been reconciled. You need to be reconciling with other people, and right. so that's that's a really cool lesson. Well, and too, a part of that is something that I try to emphasize too is when you're going out and you're sharing the gospel with your friends. That part of that ministry of reconciliation, you're trying to help other people become mm-hmm. reconciled to God through giving them the message. You know, right. it's not through anything that you're doing or the work you've done, but, you know, 
by law say, how will they hear without a preacher? So you need to be obedient and helping them see how they can be reconciled. Too. Right, right. So, so yeah, I, I, I like that. I, I do want to um, kind of close on, on something that Jeff just talked about, which is that, um, and, and it is, it is remarkable. I'm not, I mean, it's ironic in some ways too. You can call it a coincidence or whatever, but it is interesting to me and remarkable at least that, um, you know, our experience at student camp, the three of us were there and we know what happened there. We know that, you know, we, we kept getting bad news after bad news after bad news out that camp. So like David injures his, um, David injures his ankle, Roddy finds out he's gonna have to have this massive hip surgery. Uh, then Jeremiah gets the news, right after all that, Jeremiah gets the news that his, um, you know, his mother-in-law uh, has died in a fatal car accident. Then it was just like one thing after another, and uh, in the midst of what was really a good camp. I mean, yeah. we, we had a great time at camp, um, at, at Student Life Camp this year, and had students who were just really seeking God and stuff, and then you had that and right in the middle of it. And then to hear that your experience at kids camp wasn't much different, that like you get to kids camp, you're having a great time, everybody's going, everything's going great. And then suddenly, uh, Thursday. You're, yeah, you're, you're, you're probably one of your lead adult leaders ends up getting diagnosed with COVID. Um, but she's sick, she can't do anything and she's, you know, she's stuck. Um, and she's very, very sick. Um, and, um, let's be real with with Nancy, who, who we're talking about here. It's a big deal that she gets sick. She's got some other underlying very immunocompromised. Right, right. And um, she, I heard her say it yesterday. She'd managed to avoid it up to this point. Yeah, like she hadn't gotten COVID up to this point, and then she she gets hit with it, and she's trying to discuss it with you. And then at the same, almost at the exact same time, you find out that she's diagnosed. You find out that you're. Your, your grandfather passes away, and it's like, man, what is it with camp, right? I mean, like, like um, it, it, it was, though. It was, um, that's, that's devastating news after devastating news. Now you're stuck there, too, and you don't have a way to get these kids home. You know, Jeremiah stepped in. Yeah, and, and great hail. Thank yeah, you and, so much. And, went, and went, <laughs> went and drove down there to go get the kids and help you get them home and all. But, um, you know, what is that? I mean, do we, what do we make of that? Like, like, is, is this? I mean, clearly, I don't think this is God doing anything. And some people would go, "Well, everything happens for a reason," you know. And so, um, I I'd like to know that reason that we. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I mean, I, I don't know. And 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 Nancy, you heard that with her in her in her testimony yesterday. I was wondering why God, why are you doing this now? Mm-hmm. Why are you doing this now when I'm having such a good camp? Why are you doing this? Why is this happening to me now when? When you know I'm I'm actually relating to these these girls and I'm seeing you know I'm seeing good things we're having a good time why now if I was gonna get it why why didn't I get it before now why here why now and you know why why is this happening here you know we could say the same thing with 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 what happened with Jeremiah you know why why is all this stuff happening now and and I certainly I'm. I'm not inclined to say that God is the one that's doing all that stuff because I don't think God is the author of confusion or the right. author of evil. Um, um, and yet these things are happening. And in the midst of them, I think, I think, um, I, I mean, I was there at student camp, so I know how the students responded to all that. And I know, I know the impact it had on them. And then, then your story yesterday about, you know, this happens right in the middle of camp and then, um, you, you know, you can relay it again, but I mean, is it that evening that 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 uh, the because this happens on Thursday morning, right? Yeah. And then is it that evening that the, the two the, the two uh, the, the two girls the get two saved. girls got saved? Yeah. yeah. So it was Thursday was a day. So Nancy is one of my lead who um, I try to have somebody who's a little bit of, who can kind of take care of the girls that you know get them shower get you know help them get ready who can be right. kind of like the main person to help them in the dorms and then a young girl like a Tori or a Jada in this case Jada who could go out and yep. walk around with them and take them to uh, their camp and that's gone you know Jada's having to do everything so I was already stressed about that and then. My, I get word, my mom's texts me, she's like, you know, hey, this is an emergency answer, because, you know, mm-hmm. I'm a kid's camp, and I'm like, you know, I try not to 
be on my phone too much from right. unless I have to, and then right. I got to worry about that. I'm just like, oh, because uh, with COVID procedure, you know, there's so many like procedures that you need, like letting parents know and you know, and try to help parents not freak out, letting them know that none of the kids have symptoms, but still being sympathetic because, you know, if I'm a parent and I find out that, well, oh, yeah. I mean, because look, there's no social distance in the camp. No. There's not. Um, and so there's a lot of stuff to like worry about that. And like, I'm supposed to, you know, do the kids camp report on Sunday. And like, then there's, you know, then there's logistics there. Like, well, now I feel bad because one of the other guys have to preach now on such short notice. And then I find out my grandpa died, and then that's going to throw everything, you know, a wrench. And I also heard that day that, um, to be vague, somebody who I'm I, whom I love dearly was just not acting right at all. So it was a lot. And I was feeling, I'll be honest, I felt a little bit guilty because I was the leader of my kids' ministry at kids' camp. Mm-hmm. talking about how they should adore God even when it's tough. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest, <laughs> my, the, I was not really adoring God much in that moment, if I'm being quite honest. Yeah. Because it was well, just... you're human. So. Right. As, I mean, it was just like three knockout punches just back to back to back. Yeah. And I'm kind of praying. I'm like, Lord, I kind of need your strength because mm-hmm. I, I'm not feeling it right now. Mm-hmm. I'm just not. And... Then I get word that the two girls give their life to cry. They came and they wanted to ask questions about it. I'm like, no way. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. they're not like, really? I'm like, awesome. So I talked with them and they had some questions, was able to answer them, and had the privilege of just leading them to the Lord, which is huge relief for that day. Right. I mean, yeah. like, because that day, because even up lead, I'm like, with this, I mean, I'm like, the kids can't have a purpose in these kids' life, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And um, just all the doubts that were going through my mind. Right. And then to have the privilege of having the two girls uh, get saved that and being able to lead them and them calling their parents and their parents are excited and seeing the right. Lord work. Don't get me wrong, it didn't take away every bit of pain that that I was in. Right. But it it kind of rejuvenated that wonder. It's like, why right. even when you're having the t- t- one of the worst terrible days ever right. and the Lord works, it makes it so much better to see the Lord work and yeah. see the kids excited and congratulating their peers on yeah. getting saved. And, yeah. um, and I called Nancy that night because she didn't know. And, she, you know, because I can... I mean, I was dejected, don't get me wrong, uh-huh. but I could only imagine how dejected Nancy was feeling. Right. Because she sure. drove down, had a couple good days, and then it just all went to the dumpster right. with her. You know? right. And she's got two granddaughters, too, she wanted to experience all this with. Yeah, right. she's there with them, <clears throat> which added to it. Right. Right. And, um, and, and, you know, I'm just trying to think about what I wanted to, how I wanted to approach it with her and thinking, like, you know, if I'm in her shoes, I'm thinking, you know, well, I mean, what was the purpose besides just driving them here? Right. <laughs> so I called her and I let her know. I'm like, hey, uh, figured you could use some encouragement. And she's like, all right, what's up? I'm like, <laughs> two of the girls got saved tonight. She's like, no way. <laughs> I mean, she was in denial. She's like, no way. I'm like, yes way. <laughs> and I tried to encourage her. I'm like, look, I, I know you, you might not think that you had a big part in this, but the Lord used something as small as you driving them here yeah. and you hanging with them one or two days. And you got them here, and the Lord did the work. Yeah. And so I wanted to thank her. Just thank you for just being obedient, even those couple days that she was able to. Yeah. And because that had a big part of the kingdom, the kingdom work that the yeah, Lord did. Yeah, absolutely. So, and then um, I'm like, you know what? Two uh, two girls got saved. A lot of kids have been saved recently. Let's go celebrate with some milkshakes at Cookout. <laughs> so we had a little bit of a tailgate, that's a little that. bit of a midnight tailgate. That's, some, that's cool. That's cool. With some right, and the good shakes. thing about what Nancy was saying, that was her whole, the thing, that that's what she was emphasizing in her whole thing was the eternity part that, right. you know, um, her, her, her talk really was great. And, it was. Uh, it put it pretty right in the right perspective. Yeah. Because it was... Uh, that that made all the difference in the world for her. Yeah, you know, because yeah. one of the girls that got saved was a friend of her children. Right, and so that just shows the influence that they've had 
uh, in the life of someone else now that yep. has uh, given their life to Christ. And, yeah. And I think that's probably what Jeremiah was trying to get everybody to focus on too that you know this awesome God's up there but there's nothing too hard for him right you know yeah. he is going to make everything right one day yeah so. yeah well I'm even thinking back to uh, student camp and I'm trying to remember when did Kalen make his decision was it before camp or yeah Kalen had uh, well, yeah because they had practiced baptism he, he had, yeah because we practiced baptism yeah, yeah, there, yeah. but um, no it's just it's good for students and kids to know that like to watch you navigate because you go to camp and you want to feel like it's like a retreat and you're out of the world, but really, I mean, you're still in real life. Yeah. And it's good. I'm not saying that God caused it, and I'm not trying to look at the greater good, but it is good for your students to watch you navigate through what's going on. And, And it's good to know that God is still working despite it feels like it feels like sometimes he's actively working against us. Yeah. I think we're blaming him for things that he's not even doing yeah. because we still live on earth. Yeah. Uh, but but it's also good to know, to remember that, hey, he's working in ways we can't even imagine. And he's working despite the pain and suffering that we have here on earth. And yeah. In yeah. fact, he's working to redeem it and to fix it and to make it right. Just going back to that reconciliation. So... In the moment, it's it's not easy. Uh, I mean, in my situation, it, it's good to know we don't grieve the same way. It's mm-hmm. good to know she was a believer, and so it was good. It, it was a time for me to 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 help walk, walk walk my students through like like hey, this person just went home. It hurts and it sucks, but they're with Jesus, and like this is where our hope is. This is. This is not me just blowing smoke all week. I'm really having to rely on right. this hope that we have in Jesus. So. Yeah, and I think it's good too. And and obviously, I mean, I don't do it for this, but I think it's good too for kids and students to see their pastors as like human sometimes too. You know? Oh yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and and to see them kind of navigate because I, I I mean I thought about it growing up. I mean. You know, I'm thinking like, well, my past are spiritual superheroes. Like, nothing bothers them. Right. When really, there's a lot, you know, there's a lot yeah. that can really get to you. And, and you know, the yeah. more and more I admit it, the more I find out it's actually really more like quite the opposite sometimes. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, you know, it's one of the things I admire about some things that the, the messages Jeff preaches, he emphasizes that a lot. And, and we, I think we at, at Rosa Sharon do a pretty good job of, of, you know, making sure that nobody puts us on pedestals because we don't see ourselves that way. We see ourselves as completely human. Um, we're just, we're just happen to be vocational servants in, in terms of ministry. Um, but it's not, uh, it doesn't make us any more immune to, to, uh, temptation. It doesn't make us any more immune to depression or, uh, um, or you know, deal. We still have to deal with the same kinds of things that everybody else deals with, and uh, you know, quite frankly, sometimes we don't deal with it well. <laughs> Just being being very honest, right? We don't deal with it well, um, and so yeah, it's it's good for for people to see that. Because I'd be out growing up. I mean, if I would have heard a pastor be like, I'll be honest, I, I didn't feel the goodness of God. I would been like. You know, growing up, I mean, if I'm honest with myself, mm-hmm. I would have been like, well, what kind of pastor is he or something? You know right. what I'm saying? But now, but I so that's why I say it's so important to, yeah. you know, for us to be, you know, human and, you know, with with people and just point towards the wonder of God. Yeah, you know, for sure. Just remind even though when it's tough for us. And I also love how sometimes some of our people can remind us. Yeah. Even when <laughs> we're the ones kind of down and out. I've known some that... Some of our people have been some of the best encouragers for us when we are down and out. That's so, true. That's very true. So, well, guys, um, this is going to wrap it up for us today. We're going to have to close. I mean, this has been a good discussion. I'm enjoying it. Um, next week is going to be an awesome week at Rosa Sharon. I'm, um, um, I'm going to be out, unfortunately, to, and I won't be there to see it, but um, uh, I'm going to watch it online for sure. Um, we are going to be baptizing eight people. Which How about is awesome. that crowd reaction yesterday? Yeah, that was, that really was cool. Awesome. <laughs> um, so we've got eight people we're baptizing, which is super cool. Um, and Jeff is going to be preaching a message on why was Jesus baptized, and uh, I think that's going to be great. 
So yeah, Matthew chapter very three, much, yeah, verse thirteen, yeah, very much a seventeen, very much a service that's sort of uh, all about the celebration of baptism and um, celebrating these new decisions that are being made. Um, we're very excited about it here at Rosa Share, and and uh, can't wait to talk to you about that um, when we get together on the next podcast. So that'll wrap it up for this one. Um, if you have any questions or concerns, you know you can always email us at rosbcpastors at gmail.com, and we'd be glad to hear from you. All right, well, have a great week. Um, have a blessed uh, a day, uh, and enjoy just the knowledge of knowing a big God who is also a reconciling God. Um, and uh, may that put a smile on your face today. All right, we'll see you on the next one. So long.